0: welcome back to
1: the salty podcast i'm pastor
0: sean davis hey, and i'm phil it's good to be with you I know, man. <laughs> I know it's good to be back i'm really glad that we are here <laughs> after it's been two days two days of this week and i'm already like i gotta hang out with sean hey, i'll be honest oh i look forward
1: to my time with you because everything is so busy right now and i have really like this is like one of the highlights of my week hanging out with you talking about scripture yeah uh, it really
0: feels kind of like a pause in my week yeah, everything like it was running and going so fast. And then I get here and it's just I get a, it, it stops for a minute. Yeah, and it's really nice. Yeah, wow. but
1: it's going to pick up here real quick because we're talking about Ephesians chapter four.
0: Yeah, that's right. Coming off of Ephesians chapter three that we did last time. Yes. And four is a fun book. It,
1: well, chapter four, you mean you said yes. four is a fun book. Uh, yes, yeah.
0: it's a f- OK. OK. It, to be fair, I do think about his chapters, this book books.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, as
0: we said <laughs> last
1: week. Paul's M.O. is the first three chapters are all about God and what he's done for us mm-hmm. and the doctrines that are important to our Christian faith. Yeah. And uh, so they were fun. They were, it was cool to see, remember what God's done for us. And, uh, but now we get into the practicality of it.
0: Yeah, and this is where we start living or we start seeing the, uh, the how do I use this application yes. part.
1: Application. This is the Andy Stanley part. You know Andy Stanley. I do.
0: I know of Andy Stanley. <laughs> he's a great
1: speaker, but he applies it better than almost anybody. Uh, but I, I, so we're gonna. This is Paul applying what we just learned about God and what He's done for us and how He saved us and all those cool things there. And so I'm just gonna jump right in. Go for all it. right, because yeah, it is a pause in our week. Now we got to get back to reality. All right, chat. Chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. I'm just going to stop there. He calls himself a prisoner of the Lord. And then he says, I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling of which you have been called. Now, here's where it gets fun. He doesn't get specific. You know, usually Christians want... And I don't want to say Christians. Everybody wants specifics, don't they? Like, all right, now tell me don't lie, don't steal, don't, you know, do the bad things, do the good things. Right. You know, but no, he doesn't get specific yet. He kind of gives us a generalization of what we're supposed to do. And he starts with that word, therefore. And if you ever see that in scripture, you should just stop. And you know, whatever comes next, it's like he always kind of, it's like the transitional therefore and he says walk in a manner worthy of the calling what does that
0: mean to you phil uh, to me that just says uh th- to be as christ-like as possible the, that that imagery of walking in it, I, I, at least for me i always think about the way that the disciples um would follow jesus what was that analogy that used to say about like the dirt from the uh,
1: rabbi the would, rabbi yeah, that they come would. Come follow?
0: Back. That that walk in uh, is that imagery always comes to mind that follows so closely and models Jesus so much that you walk in. Now I'm trying to. Wh- which verse is this? The verse one. Oh, you're yeah. On verse one. No, on
1: you're talking about. There's a book called In His. No, it's in, is it the Rabbi in His Steps? I think something like that. Oh, but the, the, this book talks about how in those days disciples w- were students who followed their teacher and Correct. they would follow them so close that
0: yeah yeah the the dirt that they he kicked up would end up on the front of them um now your verse one mine my my translation is is what's your translation in verse one i urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received
1: yeah yeah my kids um you know sometimes i've threatened them like hey you're a davis act like one you know Mm -hmm. like you know, you represent, when, when our mission teams come in, our yeah. first thing, we sit down, we go over the rules of the town with them, the rules of the city, We our simple rules, and stuff like, you know, some of our rules that we give them are, sound really stupid, but it really comes back to this. You know, it, it is, this is a generalization. And what, we generalize the rules by saying this to them. We say, you represent, first of all, your church and your family when you come here. You also represent our church and this is a small town. Right. Most of all you represent Christ. So don't do anything stupid. Right. You know, like and I'll maybe use an example of like like even if you're out at a restaurant and you guys start acting out and doing like jokes and throwing yeah, food across big. the table and even a mess, you know, I might get a phone call and I use I have in the past from the owner of that restaurant saying, Your church people, your mission team was here Oof. and this is what they did. And it doesn't reflect whack on us well. Right. And this is kind of what Paul's saying here. The, you know? the,
0: honestly, the definition of holy, right? To, to be set apart. Yeah. To be different. To clearly like, oh, yes, I understand. I know who they are by the way they act. Yeah.
1: And when people hear, oh, you're a Christian, you know, automatically they're going to put some type of stereotype on you. Mm-hmm. You know? and like Good or bad. Yeah. And most of their stereotypes are, holy, are to- totally wrong. I mean, honestly. Sure. Um, you know, you're supposed to act this way. Where does it say that? But I think that's what Paul's saying here is we, we represent Christ. Mm-hmm. We have a calling, which we just learned about last couple of weeks. So live in such a way that you represent God. That's the, that's the number one thing you can do. There's another fun story I used to tell about Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he conquered most of the, was it Europe? Civilized world. Sure. Yeah. When he was alive and they tell a story. One of the illustrations that I heard one time is that they brought in a soldier who was acting out and his name, too, was Alexander. And so they brought him to Alexander the Great and Alexander the Great looked at him and said, either change your name or change your ways. (laughs) So I like that. That's pretty good. and I think sometimes we need to hear that. Either change your ways or change what you call yourself. Because if you're not walking worthy of this calling, and you're kind of
0: leaving a bad taste in people's mouth about Christianity. yeah, To really live out and act out the, the gravity and the importance of, of the calling that we've been given. Yeah,
1: I mean, we can end there.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's that sounds great. Thanks for <laughs> listening.
1: <laughs> it's enough application right there to go home and pray about. Verse one. <laughs> uh, but he does give some, a few specifics in verse two. Mm-hmm. Here's what he says with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another and love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. So, verses two and three, he kind of says this is what it looks like to walk in a manner worthy. It's to be humble. Now, what's your version?
0: It, it's similar. It's just sort of uh, less wordy. Yeah. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think like one version talks about long suffering. Mm. Okay. You know, I, for I feel patience. like that's
0: got to be like King James or something.
1: Yes. And then I, I feel like the Greek word here means that you're, you're content with not being in control. That's what it means, mm. this humble, gentle spirit that he's talking about. Like, y- you know, we always want our way. We always want yeah, we our, you know, plan. Our fight for our right, mm-hmm. you know, to part. No, it. Sorry. Yeah, uh, exactly
0: words. like that, Sean. <laughs> but
1: this word <laughs> means to be content with not getting your way because you're surrendered to god i don't know if i could say i'm always like that Mm-mm. when things don't go my Mm-mm. way i'm very much the first to like it falls apart you <laughs> slam down the mallet <laughs> uh, uh but then he adds this be diligent preserve the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace um sounds to me ephesus had a few little issues in the body of christ mm-hmm. um we don't have any issues here.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. We're perfect.
1: Yeah, our church never has.
0: Uh, but I feel any, like you could put this verse, like, on the back of the bulletin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. How many people have come and gone from this church, and how many people have left because of this idea right here that the unity of spirit was not there? Um, and how many, you know, it's just, I mean, we could... And I'm not going to pick on us anymore because it's just how it is. I mean, yes. but he, here's the thing. I, I, here's how I interpret this, and you add your two cents. I would love it because I interpret this, that God brings the unity. We just got to keep it. It's not us who, like, he doesn't say here,
0: build, build the, the unity. unity. Yes, create, create unity. unity. Yeah. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Yeah. yeah. Right. So
1: people come into our church they might not look like you they might be at a different economic status they might you know have different interests i mean god forbid we may have some republicans or democrats in here you know like right whoa <laughs> you know some biden lovers trump lovers and yet god says you don't need to create unity with them you need to preserve it because right. i brought you together
0: this reminds me of in a way of how Christianity as its core is very simple. It's where religion, the rules that the church builds is so divisive. When at the core, it shouldn't be that difficult. We're all Christians. We are all here to build each other up. And then it it devolves as you add the human sinful element. And that's what this reminds me of, is that by default, we have a spirit of unity. It's just when we start acting on our our own selfishness, our own... uh, our own thoughts our own wants and that's where it starts that's why i think he says through the bond of peace yep. oh, just remember y- you are in control here of of keeping this together
1: yeah and what is that unifi- You know, the unity comes because we have the salvation in christ and we all have the same holy
0: spirit and we all have the same goal also yeah which really helps when you're reminded that we all do have the same goal why are we fighting with each other yeah yeah, certain little civil wars when you got the frontline enemy right there. It doesn't make sense.
1: I think it goes back to that. Be humble and gentle where you are content with not being in
0: control. And that's hard, though. That is yeah. hard. Yeah. I want to be in control. I like to be in control.
1: I like to be in control of and everyone picks their thing in the church or in life that they want yes. to hold on to.
0: There's something to ground you almost like yeah. I, as long as as long as I can control this one thing. I feel like I have my feet under me.
1: Yeah, I mean, whether it's the music preference or, you know, I've had people come to me before and saying, we want to give to this church, but we want to go here
0: (laughs) Mm. to a certain part. And I'm like, you
1: can earmark stuff at times, but that's that's still just grasping to that control.
0: Right. Instead of saying the the money that I have been provided by God that I would like to give to you also to be managed by God. Um, but I'm going to say, I want it to go here, please.
1: Yeah. Walk in a manner worthy of that calling. That's what he's, I mean, he always goes back to that and that's how you do it. And he actually goes on about the unity of the spirit. There's one body, one spirit, one baptism, one, uh, wait, I'm sorry, just as you were called in one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, a father of all who is over all through all and all. We, that's what he says. I, I yep. just kind of said that yep. we all serve the same God. We all receive salvation the same way. We all have the same Holy Spirit. We've all That's right. the unity yep. that God has given us. And you might look different. You might have different interests. You might like video games. I might like sports. Whatever it is, the unity comes when we believe in the same Savior. Right. Um, good stuff. You have anything to add there? No. Keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. So verse 7, But to each of us grace has been given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore it says, When he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Now this expression, and this is where I kind of call some confusion, he ascended, what does it mean except that he has also descended into the lower parts of the earth And he who descended is himself also he who ascended far above the heavens so that he might fill all things. What does that mean? This is where we get into some more theology. I know.
0: I was going to say, this this was kind of one that I hadn't really given much thought. But we walk in and you you asked me about it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, we actually have to talk about this. Now, the part where it's quoted, at least in my Bible, it's quoted. That's from Psalm. Psalm sixty-eight, eighteen, I believe. Yeah, yes. sixty-eight. Yep. Um, so, so he's he's quoting the Old Testament, right? Yeah. When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Um, there's at least, as far as I I know it, there's two different thoughts here that people will read this and believe. Is that they are either talking about descended. Some people believe that that's talking about what Jesus did for the three days that. He was dead. And there's the others who believe the descent was his coming from heaven to earth. It kind of depends on how you want to interpret this.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, my opinion is certainly just the descended part is is him coming to earth.
1: I don't necessarily think he... It's saying, yeah. He just send it back to hell, hell, Hades, or whatever you want to call it. hail. I just ever you know, said that. I said it like hail. hell. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, and then no, like after he died and then was risen. And the reason I don't is because you're, you're right. It does. It's a quote from the 68th Psalm, and it, that Psalm is David writing about the um, he just experienced that victory where they bring the Ark back, mm-hmm. and, and when the Ark was placed on Mount Zion, when David's victory, he celebrated. Um, he brings it back, um, and then ascended it back. It, it, so, it was the application here is that yeah, Christ like that did descend into the earth, and went to the lowest parts, which was like Calvary. It, he went to the cross, right. and then ascended it back. In fact, uh, here, here's a quote from um, something I read. It says, "Yet even there, he triumphed over all his enemies." And now is exalted far above the heavens. So this last expression is very remarkable, especially in the view of what modern astronomy teaches on the extent of the heavens. Mm. It is a marvelous testimony to the glory of the risen Lord. Still higher is the testimony to his glory and the purpose for which he has gone on high, that he might fill all things. Uh, And I I wanted to read that because I think that's what kind of sums it all up, that that's what Paul is saying. He sent it far above even the sun or the moon or whatever else is in the galaxy Um, and he is the center of our universe and the center of the universe because he created it all and he descended to the earth as a man and ascended back to god good stuff yeah do you want to add anything because i i feel like there's a lot more we could really get into there and
0: i would urge you to not read into that too much i i I surely think that he is truly just saying You know by saying he ascended we're really just saying like he he did also come to earth i don't think that this was ever meant to be this crazy thing that you've got to draw these red lines to you know and and make yourself crazy he Mm -hmm. uh, the god who created everything that we know came to earth he descended he made himself man he he paid the ultimate price to eradicate sin and he he is just above it's just it's just a simple way remember the reason he's writing this book is to talk about christianity and what it is mm-hmm. so there's sometimes he's saying like the the verses we read before where there's one body one spirit uh one baptism one lord one faith like he this is a good reiteration to newer gentiles and newer christians of just solidifying what we know as christians right
1: yeah yeah it- And it really goes back to, here's what he's saying, walk in a manner worthy of your calling. Because here's the point. We don't earn God's love. We don't deserve God's love. What happens is we respond because God loved us. This is what we do in response. We are gentle in spirit. We're humble. We we practice long-suffering or patience, and we show tolerance, and we try and preserve the unity. So if we're not in control of it, right. we'll be content. We'll be okay. We're not going to, like, you know, throw fits. And we're going to grow up a little <laughs> bit. You know, that's, that's right. who we are now. Yes. Because God loved us. You can do this, but also you will do this. That's kind of the point here. And then the calling, this is what he gets into. And we talked about this with spiritual gifts. He talks about these gifts that the callings that we have. Mm-hmm. And here's what you can be called into, verse eleven. He gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers, and here's why, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service and to the building up the body of Christ. And that kind of sums up our um spiritual gifts. Go back and listen to those, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Uh, do, do you have any thoughts there with those? Or you want to add anything?
0: No, I don't think so. I, again, uh, just reading this from the perspective of who it was written to, it, it's just, it's another good reiteration of, of apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors have all been given, and teachers have all been sent out. And they've all been there to equip his people for works of service. Yeah. That's the, that's the point, right? Yep. To further his kingdom.
1: Yep. And... And when you recognize that God has gifted each of us, and these are the ministry gifts mm-hmm. that we use for his kingdom, like there's the evangelists, there's the apostles, there's the prophets, the pastors and teachers. And when you realize that, what should happen in unity of spirit, yeah, we're, I, I, can I, I'll, I'll speak candidly here okay. um, if I can. We are doing right now at OCBC about 600 ministries. I brag, and I, should, and I should boast in the Lord, but I feel like this small little church on this little corner does more ministry than most megachurches around. Because, you yeah. know, you think about just this week. We gave a free dinner last night that served to almost 300 students. Awesome. Well, we had 200 students. That's but, amazing. Um, and then tonight we're doing Parents Night Out. Right now, as we're recording this podcast, there's a camp going on that many in our church are helping run it's a drama camp so it's nice. pretty fun and they're you know they're sharing the gospel with these kids and the families tonight we have the parents night out as i just said tomorrow night we have free surf lessons that we offer uh we That's get right. thursday night off right um and friday <laughs> even, you know hey, we,
0: even god rested okay yeah there's all it feels like there's always <laughs> something
1: going on here and yeah. i tell you that because here's what happens in the midst of it People look at it and say, well, my ministry is more important. What's most important is that international students hear about Christ. And then someone else might argue, no, what we really need is the children because our children are the next generation. We need to be reaching our children. Right. And even like after I get done here, I got to go to the school board meeting for the Seaside Christian Academy because that's important in the midst mm-hmm. of all these things. And here's the point. Everyone looks at their ministry, and they should take ownership of it and investment in But what begins to happen is they look down on the other ministries. Yeah. And he's saying, no, preserve the unity of the spirit. And they're all working for the same goal. Reach people for Christ and to equip the saints to do the work of God. And if they're doing that, we ought to be celebrating them together. Preserving the unity of the spirit because they're all doing the work for the Lord. And each are, you know, even like some people like look at and say, well, surf, surf lessons. What's the point? You guys just want to go out and surf. I've had some of the best conversations in the water with people about yeah. Christ uh, with a student or with a person. Where are you from? And then it leads into a ministry. It's such for a, a
0: unique uh, opportunity because normally one of the best ways to just have a random conversation with someone is over food. And which is why I think the international dinner is just such a good thing. I mean, even Jesus knew the importance of breaking bread with people. Like yeah. How how easy it is to just converse. But the 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 surfing camp or the whatever you guys call it i do love that (laughs) what whatever you guys call it i've never been so i can say you guys because i really i've never gone out i can't i've never i can't even picture myself there to say like what we do yeah um it's awesome i think it's really a great opportunity because there are times there's downtime. there's there's an activity you do together yeah they're all important every single one of them yep
1: yep and and that's if we realize that and we work towards that you know, we can we can, this is the overall generalization of who we are <laughs> yes let's work together and how do we do that let's walk in a manner worthy of the calling keep going back to that sorry
0: Mm-mm. yeah or if that's where we should it's where it should go back to
1: yep and he adds, "...until we attain the unity of faith, of knowledge of the Son of God, to mature men, into the measure stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result," and here's what he says, "...we're no longer children, tossed here and there by ways, carried out by every doctrine or trickery by men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and head held together." by what every joint supplies, according to the proper work of each individual part, calls the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. You said it at the beginning, and echoes here. Some of this stuff we've already talked about in other episodes. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're anything new here, but it's just a great reminder of the spiritual gifts, the body of Christ. Right. Each and this, this
0: first part truly is just about the unity and the maturity of the body of Christ. Of course, we're gonna reiterate a few things that we've said before, because we talked about the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go back and listen to that. That's a good episode. Um, yeah. But this is, this is Paul, this is a condensed, remember again, who he's writing to, this is really, really important for them to, to get. Yeah. Not only am I calling you, and you've been called for this purpose of works to yeah. build up the church, and to do it through love and to do it through peace with each other. And it's it's all of this great encouraging word to just say you are not a child. You have not been called to do this with a ch- maybe a child like faith at times. But I'm calling you to be an, an adult to, to, you know, you ever wanted to look at somebody and yeah. just be like, can you just be an adult for a minute, mm-hmm. just one minute? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do feel like there's an there's a, a my wife says
1: that all the time. Who does? My wife. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I, I interrupt. No, you. I,
0: I just—he I, doesn't sound condescending here. Then we will no longer be infants. He's just like, no, no, you won't be children. Yeah, you are not going to be just a baby in the waves, apparently. Yeah. Which i love that imagery because i understand that it's supposed to be really serious but you will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and i just picture like grant my my four-month-old just like bobbing around in the waves sorry it's just funny Um, Uh, but yeah i mean that's what this is about yeah
1: well and it's the generalization of this and now he gets specific i don't want to read the rest of ephesians i encourage you to but he does get specific on how we love one another how we preserve the unity mm-hmm. and one of the way it, I, i'm going to share with you because i i do this um in pre-marriage counseling whenever i, I take a couple and i talk but about you ditch me
0: from a movie the other night because you had to do
1: i did i did yeah, yeah we'll get to that at the end
0: but <laughs> i just uh, want to call you out that i invited you hours I, before i was going to go to the movie and you bailed I didn't bail. I already had plans. <laughs> but, all right. So here we have
1: uh, the four rules of communication and love. Okay. All right. And you notice how I just went straight into this and not even entertain that. Uh, but this is what I speak to these couples on. And, and, and here's the four, four rules. I'm just going to give them to you. Okay. And I use this passage here in Ephesians 4. Number one, be honest. Okay. Number two, keep current. Number three, attack the problem, not the person. And number four, act, don't react. So I'm just going to use this real quick and go over these and tell, get your thoughts on them. Okay. All right, so the first rule of communication, if we're going to preserve the unity of the spirit, and you definitely want to preserve the unity in your own home, right. all right, but definitely the church. Here's what we have. We have to be honest with one another. We are not
0: honest. Honest,
1: it's hard. I mean, it's obvious that we say, you know, let's be honest, it's the best part of communication, but we aren't with each other. We kind of like... Either here's what most people do: either play the silent treatment. I'm just not going to. We try to avoid conflict by being the silent treatment person. Just I'm just going to avoid that person, or what we do instead is, um, you know, you know, just kind of bend the truth. You know, I I just don't want to. I don't want to get into it with this person. And so there's always people in every body of Christ, in every church, in every, and even in the home that kind of win arguments by passive aggressiveness or stuff. And you know what you do with passive aggressiveness? You be honest with them. So they're like, well, what can you explain that to me? Can, you know, Let's get, be less get, passive. Let's yes. be more active. And it tells you right here in verse 15, speak the truth in love. You go down to it's verse 25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth to each one of you and his neighbors, for we are members of one another. I mean, it's very clear. You gotta be honest. You got, and, and you can't just avoid it. You, you speak it, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you don't, you know, people don't know where you stand. Right. You know, and I, I mean, I use it with a couple and, and, but you know, it happens in the church all the time. But like, if it bugs you and annoys you that your husband does not like clean up after himself, you know, he just throws his clothes in a certain spot in the corner instead of throwing them in the hamper or doing his own laundry. Right. Eventually, if you don't, be honest about it. It's just gonna get worse, and then all of a sudden something else is gonna make it. It's true. Which brings to the second rule, keep current. It says in verse 26, be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down your anger. Mm-hmm. Now, what what's it say about anger here? Is it a sin to get angry?
0: No. No. It, it, it says, in your anger, do not sin. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't think there's anything necessarily um, wrong with anger. There's justified anger, for sure yeah
1: um absolutely jesus got angry at times but he does say in your anger don't sin and this it says then it says don't let the sun go down your anger in other words keep current
0: yeah right the, well, it's how you said it a minute ago the more it festers the more it grows the more it yep. starts to bother a year could pass and that one thing is still itching at you and the other person has no idea
1: yep and what happens like you know, sometimes it's not the right timing to have a conversation with somebody yes. that is bugging, but yes. you come back to that the first chance you get. That's what it means. Yeah. And for, for married couples, I always say this means no sleeping on the couch. You ought to be able to at least work on it, uh, you know, talk about it, right. be honest about it. You can acknowledge the other person's feelings, even if you don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time with people. Right. You know, I can't uh i can't agree with you on that i can say that but i acknowledge that that's how you feel
0: right um, you can't tell someone how how to feel yeah oh that doesn't that doesn't bother you it does <laughs> yeah um
1: and so and those two things what so we, so we get to specifics is we love someone and if we love each other and we're trying to preserve the unity and we're being gentle and humble we're going to be honest and we're going to keep current with the problems that arise because conflict's going to arise; it yeah. always does, and he's, uh, you know, Paul's not avoiding that. Um, but he says, "This is the way of Christ. This is how we
0: do this." It's and it's even- not easy, though. And I will say that there, there generally will be, can be, still a fallout of sorts, even if you're honest, and yeah. even if you do it with love and you try to do it in peace. That doesn't mean that there's not like a normal repercussion. Yeah. And this is, this is generally, I think, why people don't always like to be honest, is because that they know that somewhere, somehow, there's a good chance that the relationship will be different. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, it, hard. it's a hard place to be in. And,
1: and, and, but here's the thing I always tell people in that situation. You can't control how someone else is going to react. Right. You can only control how you are. And Peter says another verse that kind of goes along with this. As far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. Yeah you know at all men as far as it depends on you and you got to do your part um Mm -hmm. and you can't just avoid it because it's just going to get worse uh that that, that's the that's the point that i i I think that we have to learn here Mm -hmm. um i I will say with this though uh refusal to solve today's problems it does two things give satan a foothold
0: Mm -hmm. which is Um, what this says to not do in verse 27 and
1: the other thing that we just kind of already said it makes future problems seem much worse than they already are how many times have we had like a blow up in in life like you got mad at your boss or your teacher or a friend because you didn't handle the problem before and, and then, it's just
0: built and built yeah. and built and, i mean it's yeah. it's a shaken bottle of uh, of soda yeah it little bit after little bit after a little bit finally it's just gonna pop it's gonna burst yeah and you know if you had said something at the very beginning it may not have been as bad as it ended up it
1: had a issue early on in our ministry where we were changing the music and that was a big issue back in the nineties and the two thousands (laughs) early, you know, like all the change in the music and we want the old hymns. And I remember when I became pastor and we started changing some of the music and people came to me and were frustrated with it. Um, and so I did, I called a meeting. I met with them first. I met with them all individually trying to work it out, but then I met with the group that was kind of stirring things up. And I said, let's talk about this. Let's discuss what was going on. And in that meeting, like they brought up like seven different other things. I'm like, whoa, like, you know, so they found the
0: real heart of the problem.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some people, you just realize, oh, they're just going to find something to complain about no matter what. But I could, I left that meeting thinking I did whatever I can. I was honest. I was current. Um, and I did what I have to do, which brings to the third issue. The third part of communication is attack the problem, not the person. And he says this here in uh, verses 28. He says, "He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, yeah. performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has a need." Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. And so, in these two things, he's talking about if you steal, don't do it any longer. Well, you do, you, in order to stop stealing, you give. Right. right? Finding and, the
0: opposite of the thing that you're doing. The thing that's going to fix this thing that you were doing, find the opposite of that.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> that, that's who we are, though, in Christ. We're able to. And he talks about let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. So now use good words. Don't use bad words. Use good words and building yeah. up words, not words that are going to tear down. And that's right. where.
0: Which is really my. my this is a so big side note, is that this is the only verse that I would, that I, I take uh, uh, any credit to when people will tell you like that swearing is bad, uh-huh. you know, because in the Bible it talks about taking the Lord's name in vain, but I don't think that that's ever used correctly. I will just say that for the record. <laughs> I'll talk about that another time maybe, but this one, this is the one that's the most important, and it all depends on really who you are around and to make sure that what's coming out of your mouth is building up others, yes. which I am not good at, at all. Like, yes. 60% of the words that come out of my mouth, especially if I've been driving in the car in this traffic <laughs> a lot, <laughs> More than sixty percent of the words that come out of my mouth are not building up other people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, here's the counsel I give, and that goes along with that to help you uh, if you're not good at it. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm great at it either. I mean, I'm better than you, obviously. But mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. That's why we're good co-hosts. See. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the things I like tell is don't use generalizations. Yeah like saying things like you always or you never because that's so you're attacking the person not the problem right like instead like you're doing this right now yeah i I mean they may have done it 10 times but you didn't keep current attack the problem i'm just gonna
0: tell you about this time i'll let you think about all the times you did it before
1: yeah and is a big one in our house because this is what i use with my kids all the time attack the problem
0: not the person it is just so easy to have it just say like you always do this yeah well that sounds mean (laughs) yeah another one like you're a liar Mm -hmm. well it's not true yes they are lying I actually think that Brenna and I got better at this when we had kids because I never will tell Grace that she is shy I will say that she is being shy shy is something that you can do not something that you are because I never wanted to really speak that into her that she's shy which she's really not but she has moments and I never wanted to say you are shy just currently you are being shy mm-hmm. or you aren't bad you just currently are being you know you are not a disrespectful person just right now you are not being respectful yeah. i think we're we're as parents that we've gotten better at this just since then of even with each other it's just no you are not that just currently right this second that's what you're being <laughs>
1: yeah you know, you just gave me like that aha moment because as you talked about you doing that with your kids, I realized, you know, at times in my life, that's how I had done that with my children.
0: You're it's hyper, like, you're ramb- rambunctious, you're not being good or you're not good. Just uh-huh. right now, your energy is here and I need you to come down. You know, just that idea of I'm giving you the option that right now this is who you are, but I'm, I'm leaving the future open for you.
1: Yeah, and you are being therapy for me right here because that's exactly what we need to do because you're building someone up, you're encouraging them to be who they want. Yes. As a father, as a coach, as a pastor, you know, if I talk about all the issues that they're doing wrong, yeah. I'm attacking the person, that person then takes that and puts it on themselves. Right. And I can see some of that probably that I've done in my children, like where I've said, oh, you are shy. And now yes. they act shy in a certain situation rather than...
0: And I'm not necessarily yeah, saying yeah. that there's any long-term effect, or maybe there is, I'm not that smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that if I were to come to you with a problem, yeah. I, I would definitely frame it in a way of instead of saying, you know, you always do this or you never do that, I could easily just say, lately I've noticed you have been this. Yeah. You you have been forgetting. Not yeah. that you're forgetful, just right lately I've yeah. just noticed. And, and and I think that even if I said, Sean, you never listen to me. Yeah. That doesn't sound as good as, I think right now you're not listening to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's a little more receptive, right?
1: Yeah. And now like, you're attacking okay, the problem. rather right. than. And then I'm not taking that, well, you never listen. Well, I'm not a good listener. Because that's what people do. They yes. take that and they will run with it and say, well, that's who I am. Like
0: tell my daughter, like, uh, right now, you don't have good listening ears. You're yes. not listening. I, what I need from you, I need you to have good listening ears now. Like, yeah. I'm trying to, like... I can't say you never listen even if that's how I'm feeling in the moment. It's just right now, you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. Let's let on, you know, it's yeah. just
1: different. Try that with Brenda, see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda listens to this. So. <laughs> but no, you the point is very clear here. It's yes. it's you you speak into someone's life and they will become who you speak, especially like children or you know, yeah. even like I know like whatever my wife will say to me, it will become who I think I am and vice versa. We can speak words, into someone's life and encourage them to be who God wants them to be.
0: Words are insanely important. And I think people who are words people like me know that well, mm-hmm. is that a good word or a bad word can make or break my day if I let it. Yeah, Cause it's very easy. All it takes is Brenda to say something to me that I will remember through the week, yep. good or bad. And that, that's hard to, as a dad, that scares the poo out of me because I am not always a, mm-hmm. a great dad. And I will say things to my kids that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope they never remember I said that. Yeah. You know, but I, I'm my words are impactful, yeah. good and bad. They, they have the ability to, to lift up and they have the ability to tear down. So very so use
1: words that are only good for edification. That's what Paul says. That's Encouraging correct. is what edification means.
0: Yeah. I think mine says something similar to that. Um, I'll find it. Uh, keep talking.
1: And give grace to those here. All right, let's end here because the yeah. last one is act, don't react. So let's, the, the chapter four ends with this. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, clamor, and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. So the final rule here that I see here is sometimes in a moment we react. Yes. And we react with our flesh we react in an anger or we re- react with uh bitterness or that's who we are that's mm-hmm. natural to us because of our sinful nature mm-hmm. but here he says don't grieve the holy spirit you grieve the holy spirit by pushing him away and so what we're trying to do now is act like jesus would or like god wants us to right. in the manner worthy of the calling that would start it with and the spirit of God who lives in you can help you instead of react like you normally do to act like Christ in that moment, which is this. You yeah. put away bitterness, you put away wrath, yeah. put away slander, all those things. And instead, you're kind to one another. Right. Tender hearted. Forgi- and this is it. A great marriage is a marriage that it always forgives. <laughs> and a great relationship is one where two friends can forgive each other just as God has always forgiven you. Yeah. You are able to do that only through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's, you're able to do that because God first loved us. Right. You're able to do that because God now lives within you. And if you have the power of God in you, that's how we want to react in every situation. Act, don't yeah. react. Right. Act like Christ, don't react like you normally do. And that's when you see growth too, honestly, right?
0: Yes, yeah. I think you can always earmark your, your growth by how you react too the thing that you go Mm -hmm. to the fastest whether that's the first word out of your mouth or the first action that you take uh you can probably earmark your progress yeah you know if patience beats out your 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 wrath wow you're you're in a really great spot because that's not where I am my my go-to is not often gentle and kind yeah
1: yeah especially in a stressful moment in the moments of yeah, exactly. I noticed this Sunday I took my daughter to her game, and they lost in the championship again. They had four tournaments. They finished second place in three of them, 1-1. One, one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and someone who loves basketball, who thinks he knows more than everyone, wanted to react in the moment and yell at that ref when a couple calls. And You're learning. I did. I felt much better growth. this time. That's like I did not react that way. I knew that a call was wrong, but I was like, eh, it's part of the game. They're going to make a, call, a bad call. And I acted more like Christ in that situation. Out of you. And that's, that, that felt like growth in that moment. And mm-hmm. I pray that that will happen to you this week as you work through yeah. this chapter again. Read it yourself and yes. go back. And, and that's chapter four. And the big point, again, walk in a manner worthy of the calling. Yeah. Because Christ loved you, because Christ saved you, because God gave his son for you, because of all those things we read in the first chapters there, this is how you are to react, yeah, this is how you're to act. That's chapter four. you got anything
0: else? No, I love it. Um, good stuff. I know that we're speaking to every single person here that goes to either our church or a church yeah this should this chapter should 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 probably speak to you, probably yeah. talk to you in some way.
1: Hey, before we get into you know anything else, chapter five next week, go ahead and read ahead, but. We most likely will have special guests. You really want to be here for Chapter
0: 5. But. Even if we don't, it will still be a special episode. Yes. But, uh, yeah, Little little cliffhanger there. So, yeah. Sean, do you have anything else? What's How about you go with first with anything else? Because I want to hear about uh, I saw this Jurassic World that you ditched me for. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sean didn't actually ditch me. I, uh, he called me. I guess it was on Thursday. Because right? that's when I went. I think it was Thursday. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, I'm going tonight if you want to go. <laughs> Did you, did you go by yourself or did yeah. you go with Brenna? I went alone. We still have. She's, I can't go to the movies alone. I. Okay. I'll start with that. I love going to the movies alone. It felt weird to go without Brenna, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, I, whatever size food I brought is just
1: mine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you watch a trailer, there's no like, that looks cool. Yeah. You're just like quiet to yourself. It's, I don't know. There's something about going to the movies. It's like going to have a meal by yourself, it's very nice. Yeah. Um, it was fun. She was she was very gracious because I'm such a big Jurassic fan that, um, you know, this one came into theater and it's, it won't, it, we wouldn't be able to see it in theater together, yeah. not where we are. So she was like, just go. I, of course you have to go. When it comes out, we'll watch it together.
1: Will you go see it again?
0: Oh, no, not in theater. Dang, because
1: that was the only, I I, was, I, mean, I wanted to go with unless,
0: you. Unless you want to go, then yes, okay. of course I would. Um, so I would rate this movie two ways. Okay, I will rate Jurassic World Dominion as a, a person who just enjoys movies for entertainment sake. It's like an eight point five. It's fun. It's exciting. There's cool dinosaurs. Neat. If if you at all think about a plot or a storyline or anything like that, it's like a four. It's not great. Wow. It's Not great. Where the f- one being like the original, or ten, ten being the original Jurassic Park, and one being Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> That's my scale.
1: Star Wars Episode Nine. Episode
0: Nine was is a one. It is is the bottom of the trough. It oh, is yeah. From a storytelling perspective, that movie is just—it's uh, a filmmaker's how not to tell a story. But like,
1: I said to you, I'm like. I'm like uh, when you said you're gone. I'm like it
0: doesn't matter because it's like a pizza, even a bad one's good. Except that Star <laughs> Wars movie is like New York subway pizza that someone left there, and it's like on you know it's flipped I, upside down on I the don't ground. I know. The action's pretty fun, but yeah, I but agree so that the plot was, was pretty bad. This movie was pretty cool. There's yeah. a lot of neat dinosaurs and stuff. Um, it was it really was fun. Is this there's that, that part of like if you think about it for even like two seconds you're like what. What are they doing? Why are they here? Who's this guy? Why does he matter? You know, there's there's a lot of like, I don't know. But it was fun. It was really cool to see it alone. It was, I don't know, it was just kind of exciting to see dinosaurs on screen again. I very much enjoyed that. It is cool. if movies are coming
1: back. We went and saw Top Gun.
0: How was that?
1: I've not, I've, I would probably rate it the same as, you, like, from a movie perspective. It like, was an entertainment. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was so good. Like, there was no agenda. It was just, like, uh, all this. But I did leave saying, <clears throat> like, this was definitely Tom Cruise who wrote this. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like, Tom Cruise is, like, the man. And, like, if you want to see a narcissistic person. <laughs> no. this, is, this is what, this is the
0: thing. When I think about a movie plot movies do not have (laughs) to be amazing storytellers. Sometimes a movie I want a happy ending But sometimes a movie plot line can be as simple as this guy wants to kill that guy. Sure. I'll go along with that. As long as the motivation is there like he's an assassin. He's an assassin. They betrayed each other back in the day and now they for sure I'm I'm all for that. But when a movie like this after the original came out in 93 I think 93 that sounds right yeah this has been a long time coming plus they really take themselves seriously there's a lot of characters there's a lot of mm-hmm. whatever and and my problem with movies like that is like you really have to like from a perspective of the character
1: would you uh, suggest watching jurassic park again before you go see that because i did hear there's a lot of nostalgic stuff yeah yeah,
0: yeah. i would i i would i mean uh yeah sure they're all good um yeah. in a way they all have something to offer um you do not need to watch what is it the fifth one i would skip the fifth there's one. five this is the sixth <laughs> jurassic How park okay I this is jurassic park jurassic park lost world jurassic so, wait did i get that wrong there there's a there's a jurassic park three jurassic world jurassic world fallen kingdom jurassic world dominion this is the sixth so okay there's that's three the parks and three worlds i
1: really thought there was only three I feel like there's been a huge gap in my life where I stopped going to movies when my kids were born. That's fair. Yeah.
0: Or unless, I, <laughs> unless you're like me and you go alone. But I
1: could <laughs> quote to you Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Handy Manny episodes because, yeah.
0: yeah, why not? Yeah, that's what I watched so in those years. So I would recommend, yeah, watch the first one because yeah. why not? I would just tell people to watch the first one anyway. It's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, there are some like the T-Rex that's in Jurassic World. Dominion is the yeah. same T-Rex that's in the first movie. Oh, that's a spoiler. That's not she's she's it for me. I don't want to see anymore. She's been in all. She's been in four of the six movies. Yeah, so that's kind of cool to see her back. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it was fun. It was a fun movie. Again, if you don't think about it, it is an exciting movie. Yeah, visuals are cool. The new dinosaurs are neat. Like, yeah, so it's a great death. I would even say that the the score is one of the better scores in a while because they used a lot of the original. Theme music from John Williams, yeah, mixed in with a little of the Jurassic World score. I'm a big movie score guy. Um, yeah,
1: John Williams did Indiana Jones. He did Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's 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 the man. Yeah, and uh, so
0: yeah, so I would uh, I would yeah. recommend seeing it if you don't think about it at all.
1: Yeah, I tell you, I really wanted to go see that one with you.
0: Well, let's go see it. All right, I do. I I, honestly, spoil I was it.
1: like. I, I meant to call you and tell you, that's don't go see it without me. And well, then, I already
0: bought the tickets. So. Yeah,
1: but then when I called
0: you on Thursday, you said you were
1: going and I already had plans. I was like, mm-hmm.
0: ah. Well, let's go. We'll go. And then All right, we'll so give... You
1: will go again. Yeah. Oh, Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
0: And then we can give like the Sean and Phil review. Because well, that's what people want to hear from the Ocean City. You know, Baptist sometimes Street. it's
1: good to just go see a movie that's a feel good movie. That's what Top Gun was. It was a feel good movie okay. that had no agenda and it had. It was so 90s, 80s, 90s movies that just made you you left that's going, okay. That's that's the movie I want to go see.
0: Yeah, so, sometimes movie plot lines can just be yeah. that dumb. Yep. not dumb, but numbing. You're like, OK, yeah. I'm, I'm OK with this. Yeah, you can't go. I think the, the whole point of going to
1: a movie is just to clear your mind, not worry about life and I, what's going on in the world. I think no that, expectations.
0: That I think sometimes there can be. I, I just no. think sometimes movies are meant to tell you a story. Yeah. And when they fail at that, yeah. well why did we do this whole thing <laughs> you know what I mean it's like a book yes. it's like a book that doesn't it's missing its last chapter yes. or it ends terribly and you're like what uh, you set out to tell me a story and it sucks uh,
1: <laughs> well it's it's hard today because I feel like every time I go to a movie or even turn on a television like even listening to podcasts sometimes i feel like there's an agenda always behind it and then yeah. like i don't want to hear your agenda i just yeah. want to you know but my, yeah my agenda is yeah.
0: just to get more people watching jurassic park i guess
1: yeah <laughs> but like that's the thing that's a movie and top gun was a movie you didn't feel that way you're like oh this is nice this Sweet. is just let me leave feeling good i like it. that's what i want i don't care
0: yeah right yeah. and that's fun it's fun to just yeah. be entertained sometimes
1: absolutely yep uh I don't know if there's anything I can add to what's going on in my world. It's just, you know, we're in the season, summer's coming, yeah. you know, I'm here all summer. I like to go to uh, Jolly Rogers in the summer, Splash Mountain with the kids. Yeah. I, well, I can't wait to do
0: that. And with them I being to do home that being week. from school and all that, a lot more opportunity to, yeah. to hang out with them, right? Yes. But I
1: really, honestly, uh, this past week, I think I've gone, gone, gone. And, Sometimes you you f- you know you have those weeks where you're just doing so much you don't feel like you're a really great dad. Yes. I'm becoming an Uber driver for my oldest because she's <laughs> involved with so many, and my youngest are home with mom and doing things. So like Sunday, my Sunday was after church. We had a picnic with the missionaries, and then I had to leave that early to get Charlie to her tournament, and then that ended, and I had to go straight here almost from the to the coffee house, I showed up even late for that because I was trying to get all these things going. It's just, you know, it's just life. It's just go, go, go. Yeah. But um, like I said at the beginning, this is like one of those moments I'm just uh, cool. It's good to talk about the Mm -hmm. word with Phil and hang out with him. Brief pause to the week
0: of just of just this. This is all we're meant to do is just to talk to each other. This is nice. It's a nice built in break into my week. and. We just thank you guys for listening, Man. too, because it's fun. I mean, even if even if the 30 some of you didn't listen, I feel like I would Twelve. still want to do this. Man, I'd still want to do it. <laughs> I still really like to do it. And I also want to thank I've talked to a couple of people even in person, either encouraging yeah. us that we're doing a good job or sometimes giving like an, uh, something yeah. else they would like to hear. So I love that. Yeah. And uh, just thank you guys for for the feedback. It all is great. Yep, Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening this week. Again, challenge you next week. uh, Read chapter four that we just talked about and uh, read chapter five ahead of next week. And we got maybe some special guests, I hope, praying that they get in here. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Again, I'm Phil. I'm here with Sean, and we will be back next week. Bye. The Salty Podcast is part of the Ocean City Baptist Church podcast. This episode of the Salty Podcast was edited and produced by myself. Co-produced by Sean Davis. Music by Rob Mullis. For more information about Ocean City Baptist Church, head to our website, ocbaptist.org.